Good Morning Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. All right, here we are. Today is Wednesday. It's February 2nd of 2022. As everybody across the area prepares for what they're calling an ice storm and the ice storm warning and all the different Mm -hmm. stuff, we're kind of uh, anticipating what's going to happen tonight into tomorrow, to tomorrow night. Man, it's weird because as you look at this forecast, uh, basically, even the National Weather Service is saying, we're not really sure because this is such a unique situation for us to be so warm and then drastically so cold. Yeah. And where's the changeover going to be? So here's what we're hoping for. We're going to cross our fingers for more of the sleet. Okay. You don't want the freezing rain. Yes. The freezing rain falls and is wet and it lands and then freezes, which means it would freeze on power lines and stuff like that. Mm. The sleet comes down as small things of ice. We we would much rather have yes. sleet. That way it hits the ground and doesn't stay up there on the power lines. But we'll have to watch that as we go throughout the next uh, 24 to 36 hours. So today... Uh, rain showers, temperatures falling uh, all throughout the day today. Uh, we're going to see more rain and freezing rain tonight, down to 25. And then tomorrow's sleet, freezing rain, all that stuff. Snow showers possible as well. They're saying that stuff could be heavy at times. Tomorrow's high is 29. So right now it's 51. Temperatures fall throughout the day. So be prepared. <laughs> I know that Kai's prepared. I'm sure your son's been watching the weather. He has. I'm getting updates every every hour almost, it seems like. So I went out and did a little uh, ice storm preparation, which, uh, golly, <laughs> man, that? just dumb. <laughs> I should have done that like, you know, mm-hmm. Sunday or something like that. Yeah. Uh, coming up this morning, we'll speak with our staff meteorologist, Sarah Tipton. She's going to get us caught up on the estimates and what we might expect. And, uh, you know, we have the I think most of us have this uh PTSD from the ice storm of, was it 09? Yes. And it's like, oh gosh, Mm -hmm. if that happens again. So Leslie and Kai are all prepped about if the power goes out, what would we do and all that. Right. So uh, let's see here. What else we have this morning? Uh, Dr. Shane Spites, he's going to be on. We're talking COVID in Arkansas. Is it over? Is it just about over? I know uh, numbers have fallen in half from just a couple of weeks ago. That's good news. Mm -hmm. But is this almost over? Is the pandemic part of this almost over? Plus today is Groundhog Day. And coming up here in the next uh, 15 minutes, we'll know what, uh, what is his name? Punxsutawney Phil? Yeah. What he thinks about this whole deal. Will he see his shadow? And will we get six more weeks of winter? Oh. Or maybe not. We'll have to find yeah. out from uh, the Groundhog later on today. Also today, you can celebrate uh, girls and women in sports because today is yeah. National Girls and Women in Sports Day. It's National Tater Tot Day. And it's World Play Your Ukulele Day. Well, just so happens, I brought my ukulele today. We'll get to Kelly and her ukulele coming up in just a few minutes. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So today is World Ukulele Day, and I was joking with Kelly about playing the ukulele. Little did I know she actually um, <laughs> she has one in here with us this morning. Yeah, I actually brought it this morning. I uh, I picked it up uh, a few weeks ago. Was just kind of bored, wanted a, a new hobby, and yeah. just decided to. Uh, Learn a few chords on the ukulele. Did you go to the ukulele store to get this? Uh, Etsy. I got it on Etsy. Etsy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You get all kinds of stuff on Etsy. Oh, yeah. All kinds of stuff. Would you like to maybe give us a song this morning? Do you have time? Yeah. I've actually been working on one. I've really liked this song for a long time, and I think it's why I wanted to pe- play the ukulele. Sure. Um, I call it the tulip song. The tulip song. Yeah. Uh, no. Please tell me it's yeah. not. I think I messed up. I'm so worried about the chords on my ukulele. It sounds really good, though. Yeah. I've been practicing for a while. <laughs> well, that's great, Kelly. Really appreciate messing that up. Really appreciate the three <laughs> words you gave us. You started it at the wrong point. <laughs> Kelly Perry's got three words for you. Tiptoe. Oh, that's four words. Never mind. Good morning, Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that's bad. Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 2013 and the band Perry had the number one song in country music on this day. Watch out. And let the stars say he loves a girl who's only cussed. loving one man just a little too much. If you go before I do, gonna tell a great bigger that he better dig. Ha! Let me stone right next to mine. We'll be together till the end of time. Don't you go. 
It's the band Perry and Better Dig I Too. Told you on the day we went, I was gonna love you till last day. Number one on this day in 2013. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It is February the 2nd, and y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! Brandon Baxter in the mornings. Gotcha gossip. All right, gotcha gossip today on Tom Brady. As we know, Tom Brady has decided to make it official. He has officially retired from the NFL. And his post was really well thought out and really detailed all the people he wanted to thank. It wanted to uh, mention his teammates, the Buccaneers organization, all of his coaches, the fans, his agents, his wife, his kids, his entire family. A lot of people thought it was strange. He never mentioned the New England Patriots, where he spent so many of his years. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're looking at some of the records that Tom Brady holds, and he will go out as uh, the record holder. For the most regular season passing yards with 84,520. For the most regular season touchdown passes, the most Super Bowl starts for a quarterback with 10 starts at the Super wow. Bowl. Uh, the most Super Bowl wins with seven. Uh, and behind that, Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw both won four. But Tom Brady has seven Super Bowl wins. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. The most completions in Super Bowl history. The most passing yards in Super Bowl history. The most wins as a starting quarterback. The most 3,000-yard passing seasons. The oldest quarterback to start and win a game. The oldest player to play in and win a Super Bowl. I mean, just crazy stats. But after all those years, Tom Brady has made it official. He has officially retired from the NFL. Got you gossip today on Adele. Well, I think she's really begging people to go easy on her because according to multiple sources, it's starting to look like her Adele Vegas residency at Caesars Palace may not happen at all. So all of the prep work for the production has ended and every part of the set has been taken down already. So there's also a sound system Adele and her team insisted on being taken out because she wanted it replaced by something else better. Well, it's being reinstalled. There's also a chance Adele could be picked up by a different venue in Vegas, but probably not Caesars Palace. So it's going to end up costing her a ton of money. Uh, So it's going to be a major hit for her. But all around, there's reports out that uh, Adele and her boyfriend, Rich Paul, are together, but they've been having some relationships problems. And maybe that was contributing to some of the stuff that was going on. Also, there's reports out that Adele clashed with the show's production designer, and she was just kind of unhappy about everything on the set. But fans who bought tickets from the canceled dates, of course, will will be able to get a refund, or they're going to be able to go back whenever that happens. But so far, nothing has been put out addressing that it's going to be canceled, but it kind of looks like that's what's going to happen. That's a mess. That's a big mess because, you know, Caesar's Palace is going to pay her a fortune Uh to go and do those shows, and I'm assuming now they don't owe her anything and she's going to have to pay for all the production costs of everything that they did building that set for what was it like a, a month or two they were in there working on that. yes like, that's a ton mm-hmm. of money lost right there and got your gossip today on simon cowell you know america's got talent you know from uh, american on. idol uh, so simon cowell has had another accident on his e-bike if you remember he had one back in august of 2020 he broke his back in three places <laughs> And this time, he's going 20 miles per hour down a wet road in London, and the bike slipped, and he flew over the handlebars. All right, it's time for a stationary one. (laughs) He had to go to the hospital. He was released the same day, but Simon Cowell has a broken left arm and a bruised cheek as well. So, it's crazy. Like, I'm thinking after the first one where you break your back, maybe you don't get back up on one of those e-bikes. For him, I guess. Yeah. That's a wild story. Simon Cowell, he is recovering but injured right now with a broken left arm. And, of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we got you gossip. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, so weather-wise, let's talk about what we're seeing this morning and what we can expect today, tonight, and tomorrow. So rain showers today. Uh, temperatures have already hit the high point right now. We're at 52. Temperatures fall throughout the day today. About a 90% chance of rain as temperatures fall. So the overnight low is going to be around 25. And that's where we start to have the issues with rain and freezing rain that come in. Uh, And again, when the low is around 25, it could be right there to uh, stick to the ground. And to the power lines if it's that freezing rain. Again, we hope it's going to be sleet for a lot of us and not freezing rain. Then uh, tomorrow's sleet possibly mixed with freezing rain. Snow showers are possible too. 
They say sleet could be heavy at times tomorrow. Tomorrow's high is only around 29. So uh, we're going to have to watch it. Yes. Because it's one of those deals, man, where a lot of people are right on the line of, Mm -hmm. is it going to be sleet or is it going to be freezing rain? Again, the freezing rain causes the issues because it's wet. It lands on power lines and then freezes as opposed to sleet, which, I mean, it might hit the power lines, but it bounces Mm -hmm. off. So uh, we'll be watching that. A lot of people are going to be heading out to the store. I know that I went to the store yesterday and people were freaking out. Yeah, I've got to go today. So I decided I was going to go after my little uh, nap. So I get to the store probably about 4.45, which was dumb. Uh, Yes. What I noticed is that people were there. And of course, you know, a lot of stuff was gone. Stuff was missing from the shelves and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it was a mess and people were just everywhere. And there were people who were taking, you know, their family to the store, you right. know, the elderly. So mm-hmm. there were just people looking at stuff and trying to find stuff. And it was a mess. I would, I would anticipate today's going to be even crazier. Yeah, I know. So anyway, get ready for that. We'll watch the weather for you. Brandon Baxter in the morning and Kelly Perry. I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Ah, happy yeah. birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to sports. you. <laughs> well, well, well. Time for birthday sports today, Wednesday, February the 2nd of 2022. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Francesca Casano of Jonesboro, who celebrates today. Jim Miller is turning 50. Gene Roberts of Jonesboro. Jara Fleeman, happy birthday. Jose Garcia of Jonesboro. Debbie Davis is celebrating. Karen Nelson of Jonesboro celebrates her birthday today. So a big happy birthday to Karen. Addie Copeland in Monette's happy birthday. And happy birthday goes out to Eddie Turner of Cape City, who turns 73. Happy birthday from Brenda, Tanya, and Amanda. Happy birthday, Eddie. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy Happy birthday birthday to all y'all, and you celebrate with these celebrities. Sunny Brengas is 20. That's Ramona Gibbler on Fuller House. Happy birthday to Donald Driver, who's 47, former NFL wide receiver, for um, and also was a Dancing with the Stars champion. Yeah. Happy birthday to Ben Mize from the Counting Crows, former drummer. Let's do some Counting Crows real quick. Round here, we always stand up straight. What about, I don't know, this one? This is a good one as well. And, of course, when you talk about the Counting Crows. Mr. Jones and me tell each other fairy tales And we step beautiful women She's looking at you Oh, no, no, she's looking at me smiling Happy birthday to Ben Mize of the Counting Crows, 51. Happy birthday to Robert DeLeo. He's 56 from the Stone Temple Pilots. Robert DeLeo, STP, 56. Happy birthday today to Christy Brinkley, the Aww. supermodel who is 68 today. Oh, my God. Sports Illustrated really? swimsuit cover girl. Of course, she was in this movie. The Red Corvette. Uh, yeah. Christy Brinkley celebrating today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Dog the Bounty Hunter, who is 69 today. And celebrating today, Shakira Shakira oh, yeah. is 45 today. How about that? Oh, baby, when you talk like that, you make a woman go mad. So be wise and keep on reading the signs of my body. I'm on tonight, you know my hips don't lie, and I'm starting to feel it's right. Happy birthday to Shakira. And of course, when you think of Shakira, what was that? 
birthday goes out to my good friend, Shakira, who turns 45 today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And we're teaming up with our friends at Hijinks, Game Night Reinvented. We have our Searching for Love treasure hunt that's going on. Your chance to win some really cool stuff, and this includes a diamond waterfall ring, attention members and guests, dinner for two at the 501 Steakhouse. We have a pedicure for two from Beautiful Nails, flowers, chocolates, and a $100 gift card from Hijinks, Game Night Reinvented. So here's the deal. Uh, you got to go out there and find the treasure, the hidden treasure. It's in a public place, public property, outdoors. Kelly, what is clue number two? Clue number two. I might be found in an old part of town, but don't let your brain strain. It's the Searching for Love treasure hunt with hijinks and Kate Fine. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It's February the 2nd, and y'all, as always, Kelly Perry, well... She's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. We have Country Music News today on Lady A. So the legal battle is over. If you remember, Lady A was originally known as Lady Antebellum, and then all of a sudden, you know, some stuff happened, and they decided to change their name to what their fans had called them all along, which was Lady A. Now, the problem was there was another artist who owned the trademark to Lady A. Her name is Anita White. And if you remember, Lady A is like, hey, we, we will work something out with you to try to figure this out. They were in a big lawsuit against each other because they wanted to use the name. Their fans had dubbed them that. She wasn't actively doing much. She said, hey, this is my name. So now we know that there was a joint motion filed in court in Nashville Federal Court to dismiss by all parties, basically saying that both sides were going to pull their lawsuits uh, against the the other side. And that was the vision. Now, here's what what this doesn't necessarily mean. That doesn't mean that there wasn't some type of a deal. Hey, if you drop it, I'll go ahead and give you this much money. Nobody knows if that was something that happened more than likely for both sides just to go, Hey, let's just drop these cases. There had to be something Mm -hmm. that transpired. That stuff's not public, but now officially lady a with Charles Hillary and Dave is lady a publicly from now on. We have country music news today on Brian Kelly of Florida, Georgia line. So Brian Kelly announced he's bringing his beachy vibes to the stage. It's the Made by the Water tour with music inspired by how Brian grew up, which is on the water. But Brian Kelly, Made by the Water tour, he's going to be in Little Rock May 19th. So we do know that. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And if you haven't heard the solo stuff from Brian Kelly, here's his song, Made by the Water. Made by the water, right on the beach, songs in the air, It's Brian Kelly. It's the Made by the Water Tour. Again, he's coming to Little Rock, May 19th. Tickets go on sale this Friday. All right, that's going to be at the hall. I was looking up that venue. It's a cool, uh, it's a cool smaller venue. Oh, so yeah. It looks like a real cool spot in Little Rock. And country music news today on the CMT Music Awards. If you remember, uh, they were scheduled to be heard, uh, to be held earlier this year. And because of Omicron, mm-hmm. there was no way they could go and do the show. We now have the official rescheduled date. It's going to be Monday, April the 11th. From the Nashville Municipal Auditorium, it's going to air live on CBS. So if you've been wondering about, hey, when's the award show going to happen? It's the CMT Music Awards happening on Monday, April 11th in Nashville. That's your country music news on Arkansas's morning show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, we're joined this morning by the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State University. We are joined today by Dr. Shane Spites, otherwise known as Dr. Feelgood. Dr. 
Dr. Schaefer's. Doc, good morning. How are you this morning? Oh, Brandon Kelly, good morning. I'm, I'm getting a little bit of a following uh, oh. by that uh, song, by the way. That like, song, I'm having people actually reach out. Like, they love that song. That song is starting to get requested on the daily. Yes, we get requests here on the country station to play that song. <laughs> hey, as we speak to you today, do I sound like a guy? Can you tell just over the phone that I have elevated cholesterol? Oh, Brandon. Just just over the phone? Just yes. say can yes. You, can I'm you just, tell? Just I'm, say yes. I'm not that, I'm not that good, Brandon. I'm Dang. not that good. I, I, I can't tell over the phone. When no. I di- when I got my diagnosis for elevated uh-huh. cholesterol, guess who I reached out to, Kelly? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Because <laughs> he, he knows you're obnoxious. Yeah, it was like two points over like what it's supposed to be or something like that. And he's freaking out like he's going to, something's going to happen right now. It, it is important, though. I will say this. Well, since, since you brought it up, Brandon, it obviously is important uh, uh, to discuss that when we talk about getting our cholesterol checked. Talk about checking your lipids, your your HDLs, your LDLs, even the DLDLs, all those uh, fancy terms. Um, that's important because that certainly does contribute to vascular disease. It contributes to plaque buildup in the arteries, right. which is what increases your risk for heart attack and stroke or kidney disease. That's what I've been telling Kelly. She's acting no. like I don't have a problem. I have elevated LDL. <laughs> if you keep saying he keeps wanting wanting to say lipids and like he just he try, tries to say. Smart words. Shane, how often do I get my lipids checked? Oh. I don't know if I've ever had my lipids checked in my life. And that's a, and that's a great point. Certainly, they, they should be once we reach a certain age, you know, when you, and you, and of course, this is different for everybody. But when you're seeing your physician, that should be part of a wellness exam once you reach a certain age is that you get that checked. And we're, and there are things that are changing over time. Like, for example, we used to think that, oh, you can wait till age 50 to get your colonoscopy. And that was for everybody. Now we've bumped that down to age 45. Brandon, and so that's time. why I say it's important. Mm. It's important to stay in t- touch with your doctor because some of these guidelines change in terms of mm. what we test. Brandon, look, how look, old are you? A little bit too far there, Shane. Uh-huh. I think this relationship's <laughs> over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like legit, can you not check that stuff with uh, with blood work at this point? Uh, oh, for the... Your like, lipids, absolutely, no, Brandon. That's how we... <laughs> but the other, the, like, the colon the other, thing... The colon thing so, is what he so said. The colon thing. Yeah, the colon. And, and nobody, by the way, nobody's excited about getting a colonoscopy. Let me be clear about that. That's right, not sure. something somebody's like, oh, me, me, me. That, that doesn't happen. But it is certainly one of the, it's the definitive and gold standard in terms of detecting and treating colon cancer. Mm. And colon cancer is one of the top three causes of cancer deaths in the U.S. amongst men and women. And so oh, wow. this is a cancer that's completely treatable, diagnosable and treatable at the time because it's, it occurs as a small polyp initially, and then it spreads throughout the colon. And that's why it makes such a big deal about getting screened for that, because this is one of the few cancers that really you can identify and treat and cure yourself basically almost immediately. Wow. So as much as we, as we joke about mm-hmm. that, that really is a serious deal. It is. No, it absolutely is. So colon cancer screening is a big deal. I mean, uh, along with, uh, with obviously the other screenings, you know, breast cancer screening, mm-hmm. prostate cancer screening. There's, but when you talk about in the U.S., in terms of the number of people that die, you know, breast cancer, lung cancer, um, prostate cancer, colon cancer, those are the top cancers that, that most people die from. Golly. All right. Let's get into uh, the COVID numbers because two weeks ago we were at the peak of this Omicron uh, variant. That was The wave was hitting Arkansas. And really, it hit a lot of places around the same time. But as I was looking at data, it looks like even though we're still seeing new cases, it seems like we hit the plateau. And And really, on the other side of that, We've dropped significantly in the last two weeks. Oh, absolutely. No, no. And we're down um, almost half, almost half of where we were when we were starting up. Now, we peaked at about 30 days in, which is normal. And right now, you know, we're averaging 4,500 cases a day here in the state of Arkansas. Craighead County's dropped a lot, and so a lot of counties have dropped. We're about 170 cases a day, um, and we were really high. We were well over 300 before then. And so that's significant. We are seeing a great downward trend. That's consistent with other states. It's consistent with other countries. When we say, well, when are we going to get back to, quote, normal? And I'll be honest with you, what I call normal right now is back before Omicron, once we were kind of plateaued. And we were still seeing some cases per day. But, you know, for the most part, we were only averaging, you know, 500 cases a day in the state of Arkansas. I know that still sounds a lot, but a lot of people were back to, quote, normal by then. It's going to take us probably two months to get back there. What I mean by that is, for us to get over Omicron, we're probably back to pre-Omicron 
uh, uh, days by about the middle of March. That's when we expect that to happen. That's based on the data now. That's what it looks like. It'll be like about the middle of March where we're back down to those lower, lower numbers. What do you think about the people who are saying that, you know, at some point we're going to have to say there's no more mask mandate and it might not be a recommendation anymore. That's a big topic now because we're seeing numbers begin to drop. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we've absolutely got to have that conversation because I mean, nobody wants to walk around and do this the rest of their life. And I, um, and, and, and the other thing too, is I think, I think people lose the significance of it uh, in terms of, you know, because it is important. And there are times it's almost like sometimes crying wolf too much. And so you've got to be careful about these different recommendations that come out. I think the CDC struggles with that. <clears throat> I think the Department of Health struggles with that. I know that you know, it's hard. This is this is a, this has been very difficult for everybody. What I think will happen, I think what we'll have is we'll have waves that we see, just like we had this Omicron wave, we had the Delta wave. We had kind of the original COVID wave. I think we will see as variants occur um, in other countries and other places, we'll see it coming, and then we'll prepare ourselves for a wave of COVID. And so I think we'll have this kind of endemic where, yeah, it's spread, and people will continue to get sick, but it won't be the impact that we're seeing now on our healthcare system. You need to know the hospitals got hammered yeah. during this Omicron wave. I mean, seriously hammered i mean it was it's been a big deal not just for our local hospitals but hospitals across the country they thought it was bad originally but um, they had no idea with the numbers they've been seeing and unfortunately not to be the bearer of bad news we're going to see a lot more deaths because a lot more people got infected so those numbers in the u.s are really high we're averaging about 2200 deaths per day and in arkansas we're at well just yesterday we had almost 40 deaths per day and people say, well, you know, is that really a lot? Well, I think it's a lot. And when you look at what the average number of deaths per day is in Arkansas, just over the course of, you know, people, you know, dying in car accidents or strokes, heart attacks, things like that. In Arkansas, we average about 85, 87 deaths per day. Wow. So with almost half of those, you know, now being attributed to COVID, that's a big deal. Um, so but those are so we can expect those to go up a little more just because of the delay. But they'll come back down, too, once we get through this Omicron wave. Dr. Shane Spites is on with us this morning. Walk me through a discussion I had with my wife. Um, the debate was where is it uh, where is it safer to go into, right? So, like for instance, I, I went to the grocery store. Like a lot of other people, I wore my mask because um, you know number one, I thought it was probably the right thing to do. But my wife also encouraged me to continue to wear the mask. But we've talked about this in the past. I want to make sure I'm right. The chances of of getting, uh, let's say, some variant of COVID in a big store with tons of people compared to a small office or a house, which one is more risky? Probably the probably the small office or the house. And here's why: in the grocery stores, and they've actually we've done studies on this. You know, we're getting all this data back now from all these studies we've done for the last two years, and now things are becoming clearer to us. Those are brief interactions when you walk by somebody in the grocery store. Unless you sit there and talk to them for 30 or 45 minutes, it's a brief passing by. Mm-hmm. And so the chance of actually getting infected is lower then because you're kind of in, you're walking up and down the aisles, you're getting your milk, your bread, getting ready for the ice storm, <laughs> you're getting out. Yeah. You know, for the most part, uh, those are brief interactions. When you're in an office with somebody, that's a longer period of time. And that seems to be one of the biggest triggers is how long are you spent in a certain location with somebody. Now, masking does matter. And I know we've talked about cloth masks versus the surgical mask versus the N95 mask. And in my opinion, none of that conversation has really changed. We always knew the N95 mask was the best. It's just that's hard to breathe through when you're trying to work all day long. Yeah. And so, you know, it's kind of what's the best answer, you know, and still allow me to do my, my daily activities. So masking is still important for sure when you're in smaller groups for a longer period of time. Um, and it's and, and still advisable, obviously, in the grocery store. But your chance is much lower with those brief interactions. All three of my nieces ended up testing positive uh, just days apart last week. The wild thing was my wife and uh, my son and my mother-in-law were all in Nashville uh, right before they all tested positive, right? So they had direct exposure. Uh, Leslie, who is uh, who has, you know, she's fully vaccinated and just got over COVID, didn't get COVID. Uh, my mother-in-law, uh, who had been boosted, didn't get COVID. Kai, who only has one dose didn't get COVID. He was right there with them, and all of the three other kids tested positive. Is that indicative of more than likely Kai did have COVID, uh, even though he was tested and showed negative? Yeah, absolutely. That, that, and that goes along with that, as, as well as Leslie, too. And here's the deal. 
once you've had that, and it was probably the Omicron variant that your that your niece has got, which is what uh, Kai and Leslie were exposed to, as well as you. Right. And so here's the deal. Once you've had that and you have those antibodies, the chance of a reinfection with the same variant is extremely low. So the chance that, okay, I've got Omicron and I'm over it, the chance of me getting Omicron again is very, very low. Now, it doesn't mean you can't get another variant. It doesn't mean you couldn't get sick with a different strain of COVID. And by the way, that happens all the time, even before COVID. Some people will get influenza type A during the season, and then all of a sudden they get flu again. They're like, wait a minute, I already had flu. Well, you got flu B. It's a different strain of influenza. So that's not new in terms of infectious disease and how things work. But that's exactly what you said is exactly right. Um, now, the, the mother-in-law being boosted, that's huge because we know that provides uh, a, a significant level of immunity right now against Omicron, certainly against hospitalization death. Last thing, <clears throat> we have had uh, multiple different employees who, who have come to work and ended up uh, leaving with COVID, right? Uh, and we've seen this. It's weird, though, because uh, a couple of times the, the employee came in and said, hey, I don't feel good. I'm going to go get tested. And they went tested and came back negative. They went back the next day, got tested, came back negative. And then the next day on like day three, like the third time of getting tested, they test positive. Um, it's such a risky thing. Why do you think that is so specific to timing at this point? Because, I mean, obviously they were already sick. They already had symptoms. They already thought they had it, but negative, negative, then the positive. You know, and, and Omicron's really got a scratch in our head over that one. Why is it? And it could be, again, remember the current testing platforms were made, the rapid testing platforms were made based on the original COVID. And so there may be uh, enough of a variation there that it's just not picking up enough. It may be in how much shedding occurs with the individual and how long they shed and how much they shed because the, the test has to pick it up. We're really scratching our heads on Omicron and why the rapid tests you know, aren't as sensitive as they really should be. Because I'm hearing that story that you just told me time and time again. I'm seeing it in my clinic. Um, I'm seeing it in family members. We're seeing it in, in, in friends. Um, I mean, what you're saying is exactly what we're seeing as well. So you test, you test. Now you're positive. But you had symptoms three days ago. Yeah. And that's why, you know, we've had this conversation. When you're in the middle of something like this, an epidemic and a pandemic, symptoms alone can be enough to diagnose you. And I have people say, well, you know, how do you know it's not the common cold? Well, you know, hands down, there, there could be that. But in this day and age, it's more likely because of the spread of Omicron, it's more likely to be Omicron. Unless you just got over it um, just a few weeks ago and have immunity, it could be something else then. But you know, again, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. In this day and age, it's probably a duck. I've said that all week because last week, if you missed it, I was asking Shane based on it because Shane saw me when I was sick, and that was kind of the deal. Even though I tested negative, it might have just been the day. I could have come back the next day and tested positive, right. which is what's so crazy. Man, That's we appreciate right. all well, you do. And, of course, uh, you know, we obviously talk about you as being the dean of the NYIT Clinic of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. But a big shout-out to the crew at the NYIT Clinic on the campus of Arkansas State, too, because – uh, you've done a great job with me and my wife and my son and my in-laws, and we just appreciate all the uh, the love that you give us, man. No, we're happy to do it. You guys stay safe during the weather. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. Joined this morning by Michael Wewers from FOA Jonesboro, the, the Foundation of Arts. Michael? How good are morning, you? sir. How are, How you, are you today? Good morning. Hey, we're good, man. We're kind of thinking about this whole uh, ice storm warning, and I guess we ha- we were needing to prepare, weren't we? Nice. Yes, <laughs> yes, we were. Brandon, <laughs> yes, for sure. You know, we are. Uh, um, you know, we got this FOA regionals coming up this Friday, and it is putting a little damper on that. So <laughs> we want to make some decisions probably by the end of the day uh, whether we're going to continue that. You know, just with the weather reports. No, so everybody's paying attention to that. Have you been to the grocery store yet, Michael? Yes, I went uh, yesterday, and Walmart was a frenzy. You know, I'm just <laughs> glad it didn't break out in a, a brawl in there. Uh, but I did get some extra propane just in case. I got a little gas heaters that, uh, so in case it does, I'm ready. I got candles and propane. I can handle it. There you go. Let's cross our fingers. We don't have to get there, and we get to, uh, you know, maybe enjoy a snow day. One of those uh, days yeah. where the kids get to be home or an ice day, but let's cross our fingers for no power issues. Uh, you yes, mentioned FOA sure. originals on Friday. Obviously the vision is, is that you get to have this event. Uh, tell us about FOA originals and, and why you have teamed up with Ritter communications to put this event together. 
Well, this is a this is a great little platform. We really kind of started this because we really wanted to boost our social media platform and our YouTube platform there, and we wanted to give artists all around uh, Northeast Arkansas, all around the state, a chance to come and perform on stage. And then it also it gets to debut their original music, and also it gets to be recorded and it gets put put on the the TV so they get to watch themselves, and then also on our YouTube station. So. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. So if, if somebody wants to be a part of that, I know you don't do these events uh, every Friday, but if somebody wants to maybe look at doing this event with you in the future, is there a way they can reach out to you and say, hey, I've got some music. Will you guys take a listen? Yes. Yeah. You can always just contact us here at uh, the the forum. You know, you can call us at 935-2726, or you can always email us at foajonesbro.org. Uh, and also, um, I just want to say, yeah, Lucas Tyler, does a lot of this for us too. I mean, he's just a great, great guy that uh, is helping us envision this too. And uh, he, he helps find the artist and, and he puts this kind of together and we work with him on it. And just a great guy to contact too, if anybody wants to participate. So again, it's FOA originals scheduled for this coming Friday at seven thirty at the forum theater. And if something were to happen where they decided they needed to cancel that based on the ice storm, you can check out FOA Jonesboro on Facebook to keep up with that. I also noticed right. uh, that uh, Cinderella, we're not too far from Cinderella, as I'm sure that's an exciting time for a show that, I mean, everybody's seen Cinderella. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And now this one's going to be just a, it's a little twist on it because it's Roger and Hammerstein's uh, version of it, which it takes a little more of a contemporary take on it. But I tell you what, the, the guy's been working on the stage, and the stage is looking awesome, the props, and the, uh, the decor they have up there is looking amazing. We even got the carriage, and I was trying to tell, I said a couple open announcements that, now, gentlemen, if you're out there and you need a good date night, and you haven't maybe, maybe you've been in trouble with the wife or the <laughs> missus, and you know you need to kind of make up for it, I'm telling you right now, this is on Valentine's weekend, yeah. you can bring her down here to the, the forum, and come on in here and watch Cinderella, all right, then you can take a nice little walk down Main Street to one of these lovely restaurants, and you can wine and diner, and you can get back on the right track for the new year, gentlemen. Here is your chance to make a great date night. I'm giving you out, giving <laughs> you a way to go here. <laughs> He's like a relationship advisor at this point. <laughs> Michael Weaver's FOA Jonesboro. So Cinderella again, Valentine's Day weekend. Uh, if people want to get tickets, they can get those early, right? That's right. Right, and like I said, you can call our box office. Uh, 935-2726, or you can also go to our website, www.foajonesboro.org, and uh, click on there and buy your tickets there if you want to. For a long time, I thought that uh, the Foundation of Arts was was just about the theater production, just about people who really wanted to get on stage. Then I realized, no, there's directors and there's people who are designing sets, and, mm-hmm. and there's so many different things. Your part of the arts doesn't necessarily have to be standing on stage in front of a crowd. No, that's right. You know, we offer all kinds of classes, from acting classes, uh, vocal classes, dance classes, ballet. Uh, we really have something for everybody. And I, I'd like to just touch base that if, uh, you know, if you're looking for, an, uh, you know, something to vent or, you know, to express yourself, come tempt us. We have something for you, I promise. Even if it's just want to volunteer and get involved in some of the backstage things or some of the other things that we got here that you can participate in, we've got room for you. And the FOA, I have to just brag on the people here just a little bit because have you ever walked in one of those places and you you walk out and you think, man, everybody was so nice in there. I just that was just so nice. That is the kind of environment that we have here. I mean, everybody you meet just they're so kind and they're so passionate about uh, making a difference for the community, you know. And it's just a blessing that I get to be a part of it. So it's more than just theater performances. It's more than just having to uh, get up there and act or sing. There's so many different elements. FOAJonesboro.org has all of that information. It's really about letting you or your young people in your life finding confidence, finding their talent. Uh, and for a lot of people, like, you know, Michael, if we're going to be really real, there's been a lot of people who have been social distanced for a long time now. Uh, my son, who we've homeschooled for a long time. Uh, you know, this is a way to get in with people, a good crowd of people, and develop friendships and relationships that last a lifetime. That's right. And that's one thing I've noticed. I've been here right at seven months. And, uh, you know, everybody I meet, from the, the patrons to the volunteers to people who are, who are you know, acting in shows or the dancers, their dance teachers, everybody just, they have a good heart. It's just kind of like uh, birds of a feather flock together, yeah. you know, and uh, uh, we're flocking over here. You know, we're, we're here, and it, we're ready for everybody to join us. You can find out more, again, foajonesboro.org, or 
If you go on Facebook, it's FOA Jonesboro there as well. Michael Wewers joins us this morning. Michael, always great to talk to you, man. Yes, sir. Thank y'all. Y'all have a blessed day. Be safe. All right, you too. We'll talk to you later. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the Executive Director of City Youth Ministries. Welcome back to the show. Hannah Caddy. Hannah, good morning. Good morning, Brandon. How are you feeling this morning? I'm feeling pretty good. How about you guys? We're doing all right. I feel like uh, I'm caffeinated enough to have to watch uh, the weather and the ice and all that fun stuff that we're getting ready for. I don't know if I'm caffeinated enough for that, but I'm getting there. <laughs> so I was asking a few minutes ago, I was asking Michael Wewers from FOA if he had been to the store yet. Have you been to the store to get the bread and milk and eggs? I'm not going to lie. I haven't went. I think that might be a little too crazy for me <laughs> today. <laughs> Yeah, I would. So, so Kelly's waited until today to go. So I thought my four mm. thirty was a bad idea. I went at four thirty yesterday. Kelly wants to go today. Well, it's not a want, but <laughs> I'm doing it. It's going to be a mess. Oh well, Kelly, I'm going to have to pray for you to go. <laughs> have to brave the <laughs> brave the grocery store today. Anna, people had never been to the store. When I was there, people had never seen the store before. I can <laughs> tell you that they were walking around, had no idea what was going on. Oh boy, I can only imagine. So let's talk City Youth. Uh, you're the new executive director. We've talked to you before about kind of your vision for City Youth and the fact that we have a youth population that in some ways uh, needs something to do after school. In some ways, they need guidance. They need people to be there to support them. And that's exactly what City Youth Ministries is there to do. For sure. I'm a huge advocate, and we have to get our kids in a place that is safe, where they feel loved. Um, just having adult support. I think is a game changer in any youth life. And so I'm just thankful that city youth gets to be a place where we get to do that. So when you look at the, the idea that, so a lot of these kids are people who, you know, they would typically after school, maybe go home and there would be, you know, no adult supervision in the home or, uh, you know, maybe it was just a situation where they were uh, displaced to a different family member, whatever that might be. City youth basically says, Hey, bring them here. Let us work with them. Let us uh, give them that love and attention and guide them through uh, different things in life and teach them. And I think that's one of the things that's so neat about City Youth is you guys are really there to do everything to to basically wrap your arms around those young people. Absolutely. That's, um, I think, really just the heartbeat of City Youth is just to let them know that they're loved and um, they're cared about and that they have a space um, just where they get to be themselves and um, just know that they are loved and taken care of. What does that programming look like when somebody comes to City Youth? Yeah, so when the kids get to City Youth, we have all kinds of rotations set up for them. So anytime they're in our facility, they get a snack, they get a warm cooked um, meal, and they receive academic tutoring, worship, and devotions. They also can do really fun extracurriculars that span to tennis lessons, violin lessons, art, basketball. It's really um, amazing. It's just all-encompassing what the kids are able to do at our facility. So you mentioned art, and there's an event coming up that's called Art with Heart. It's a student art gala uh, that's going to be happening. Tell us uh, what's happening with this event and kind of the vision behind it. Yeah, and so so many of our students are so incredibly talented artists, and we really just wanted to create a space where they could um, really just express themselves through art. Um, and so we have been seeing all of these students just magnificent artwork, and we wanted to create a space for the community members to come and showcase and be able to see the art that they've created. So all of the work is submitted entirely by our city youth students. Um, so it's pretty powerful. We even have an all about the artist bio. So as you get to come walk through the gala, you get to see and learn about some of the kids that we serve and um, what we think is pretty cool is on the All About the Artist page is a, a prayer that they had requested the community pray for them. So it's just oh. a really intentional, um, really sweet um, event that we would love the community to be a part of. Let's talk about when the event is and where it's going to be held. Yeah, so it's going to be March 1st, and it's a Tuesday evening from 6 to 8, and it's going to be located at the Arkansas State Pavilion. So I guess uh, tickets, when, when people buy tickets and they're going to come to support this event and to support the youth, they're also supporting city youth. Absolutely. So all the benefits go for our operations fund. So this um, 
helps really keep the doors open, especially in the midst of the pandemic. So if people want to get tickets to the Art with Heart Gala event, where can they do that? So they can, they have a couple options. One, they can do it, we call it the old school way, and just write a check to City Youth, Mm -hmm. um, and we will mail back the tickets. Or you can get them on our website at cityyouthministries.com, and there's a donate tab, and you can just put Art with Heart in the memo. Or you can actually get the tickets the night of the event at the door. And again, the event happens on Tuesday, March the 1st from 6 until 8 at the A-State Pavilion. And Hannah Caddy joins us this morning from City Youth Ministries. Uh, We appreciate you talking to us this morning, and we'll talk to you again soon. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by our staff meteorologist, Sarah Tipton, who is going to give us all of the info on the ice storm. And Sarah, first of all, when I see the words ice storm warning, I automatically flash back to 2009. And that is a terrible thing to flash back to. Although I will confess, I did just talk to my dad and I said, Dad, I think we're going to come to Carothersville tonight because y'all have a generator that runs the whole house and we don't. Oh, nice. (laughs) All of a sudden, he's the most popular guy in the area. Right, right. No, I think actually we're going to stay here. I think think we're going to tap it out. It'll be just fine. And our power crews are great at what they do, and I'm sure they will be able to restore power fairly quickly. But yes, we are expecting power outages. I mean, it's this, with you, when you get anywhere from a quarter to a half inch of ice, you can definitely expect power outages for a couple of days. And oh. this is what we're looking at right now. And here, here's what's happening. So we've got an Arctic front that's going to come through later this afternoon. So we're at 53 degrees right now. Um, That's the warmest we're going to be all day. Winds coming in from the south, bringing in warm, moist air. That is going to overrun the cold front. That is not a good setup for us. Mm. What that means is rain and lots and lots of rain. And the warm air is going to hover above that Arctic front. As that happens, the rain continues. Cold air comes in. We've got a freezing temperature at the surface, right. rain freezes on contact. Oh. Um, and our temperature will hit about 32, probably closer to sunset tonight is kind of what I'm thinking. Um, so most of the day will be fine. It'll be kind of like this, kind of drizzly, gray, gloomy, breezy. Um, the wind starts to pick up overnight. The ice continues to accumulate. So when you wake up tomorrow morning, I'm expecting um, a quarter inch of ice for most of the area. Now, as you get closer to the southern Missouri border, so say like um, in the foothills, closer to Randolph County, into Sharp County, we're going to see closer to an inch of ice total by tomorrow afternoon. Now, we're also going to see it switch over eventually to sleet and snow, but not before we get anywhere from a half inch to an inch of ice um, in the northern half of the state. Now, as you're farther to the south, you're not going to see that much ice, maybe a quarter inch to a tenth of an inch. Um, But with ice comes weight on the power lines, and with the winds we're expecting, that is going to rip down a lot of the power lines, and several people, thousands of people, will probably be without power um, Mm. for a couple of days. And see, that's what's so sad and scary, because you know we can be prepared for the weather. We know it's coming, but really... You know, we're just at the mercy of, of the amount of weight on those power lines and how great the infrastructure is. And I do know, and you talked about this earlier this morning, power crews did their best after 2009 to, to build up stronger than before. They want to try to prevent these outages. But, you know, the poundage you were talking about with, with the ice when it freezes on those lines, mm-hmm. it dramatically changes everything. Right. So a quarter inch of ice puts 250 pounds of extra weight on that section from pole to pole um, Mm. on the wire. That is a tremendous amount of weight. Um, As you get closer to a half inch of ice, that's 500 pounds. Um, And then, you know, you think about three quarters of an inch, that's 750 pounds, an inch of ice. Um, That's a lot. You know, people think that ice is not as heavy as water, and it's not because ice does expand 
um, physically when it freezes, water expands as it freezes into ice. However, that doesn't account for gravity and mass and pulling down those weights. Then you factor in the winds. We're going to have wind gusts up to 35 miles per hour tomorrow, sustained winds anywhere from 15 to 25 miles per hour. That's going to be blowing around um, those power lines, and that will just cause them to snap. So our initial thing was we were going to cross our fingers that we were going to be at a point where we were going to get more sleet, where it was going to fall as ice pellets, uh, and then maybe less of the freezing rain. But as we look at what we're seeing, uh, that data doesn't really support the the idea that we're not going to get a bunch of freezing rain. No, we're still going to see a bunch of freezing rain. You mentioned that overrunning. Um, that's going to be what hinders our changeover to sleet and snow. So that warmer layer um, is going to be really hard to overcome. Gosh. Freezing at the surface, we've got warm air in the middle. And that's kind of how you see that changeover from freezing rain to sleet, then to all snow. So we'll have freezing rain for probably 12 hours, if not closer to like 16 hours. Then we'll slowly start to see some sleet pellets mix in. So that means that as the uh, snowflake falls, it melts a little bit, but it holds on to its frozen nucleus. Um, You have to have a frozen nucleus for sleet to form. Otherwise, it turns into um, rain. And that you have to have about a four degree um, difference in temperature from above freezing for that to happen. So it's going to slide fall through the atmosphere. It's going to melt a little bit. And then as it hits that freezing air just above the surface, it refreezes into those pellets that you see. And then with snow, it just falls all the way down. Now we've got a lot of warm air and moist air. So we're going to see heavy, wet snow. So we're not going to see a tremendous amount of um, accumulation. So anywhere from a little less than an inch to two inches in some locations. If we had a lot of cold air, this would be one of those record snow events. But unfortunately, that is not the case. And it's going to be a dicey, icy situation. Do you remember, uh, because I know you were doing TV at the time, the amount of ice we had in 2009 in some areas, was it an inch? Was it more than an inch? Do you remember? It was more than an inch. We had between two and three inches of ice across the area. Hmm. So we're talking about a fraction of what that could be, but that doesn't mean we won't have issues with it. Oh, it's still still a devastating amount of ice. So the National Weather Service has this great um, forecast and explanation of what ice does. And if you want, go to um, NWS or Mm -hmm. weather.gov and look for either Little Rock or Memphis National Weather Forecast Office. And their main landing page, um, if you hover over forecasts and go down to winter storm, um, that is going to show you what ice does and what their levels are of mild to moderate to extreme um, impacts are. Gosh. Well, here we go. The next uh, really 24 to 36 hours are going to be pretty interesting to watch. And Sarah Tipton, our staff meteorologist, will be on standby during the entire time to keep us up to date. And Sarah, again, we appreciate you talking to us this morning. Hey, you're welcome. Anytime. All right. We'll talk to you later on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Find out more at vet-care.com and on Facebook when you search Vet Care Jonesboro, Dr. Reed, Wet Nose Wednesday. Welcome back. Hey, we're ready for it. Yes. Frozen Nose Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can the dog's nose freeze outside? Uh, it could get a little frostbite on the on the tip of it. Yeah. Aww. Oh my gosh. That's terrible to think I mean, about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was walking to my car this morning and I thought yeah, this time tomorrow I may have to put my little yaks tracks on the bottom of my shoes because there may be some ice there and it, 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 I hadn't thought of this in, hmm. well, it's probably been 30, over 30 years, I guess. Right. I, it was, it, we had a real heavy snow. Uh, my daughter was uh, probably in 11th grade, and um, this was back in the day when you used to walk out in the morning to pick up your newspaper, which is a thing of the past now. And um, they'd, they'd been out of school that day, and it was obviously schools were closed, uh, or the day before, and obviously schools were closed uh, that day. 
also. And, uh, she had a guy that she was seeing and, uh, briefly and, you know, for a few months and they were kind of boyfriend, girlfriend. And as I was walking past the car after get the newspaper, I saw his name written in the snow in P in, oh, and in P said, it said Mike. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. So I, 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 I was acquainted with his dad, but I didn't, you know, we weren't just friends. I, he was an acquaintance. So I called him when I got to work and I said, Hey, you know, I love you, like your son, you know, my daughter likes him, but I was walking out today and I saw his name written in the, in the snow in, in P and he's like, Oh, come on. You know, we were kids once teenagers. You probably did that. I said, yeah, that's not the issue. The issue is that it was in my daughter's handwriting. <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh, grounded. This is not, that is not a good one. <laughs> that is not. That is not a good one. Oh my gosh. Is that a true story? <laughs> Also, do not eat y'all I snow. Kelly could relate to. Oh, okay. Of all, of all, all people right. I know, of all, all right. people I know. Thanks. Hey, as we're getting ready for this uh, this weather and the idea that we're going to have maybe a little bit of snow, but a whole lot more ice, our dogs, our cats, they're going to hate this, right? Yeah, they are. You know, I was just looking just right before you called. I was looking at the low temperatures, and I think it said tomorrow night's going to be twenty, and then. 15 and i think for saturday it's going to be 12 and you know those are just extremely uh, string of three days of extremely low temperatures in the in the night and uh you know there's no way any kind of pet needs to be outside you know even with the best shelter you know if at all possible you know get them inside even into a garage you know put a little space heater in there or something and it's just, you know, the water's going to stay frozen probably for almost three days in their water bowl unless you're out there changing it very frequently. And, you know, that's going to be too cold for even a person to stay outside for any length of time. So, you know, be kind and do your pets a favor and, and get them inside. And, and you know, if, if you don't have a facility to do that or can't, you know, and you need some assistance, call us. We can make arrangements if they need to stay here a day or two. Yeah. I think that's really a smart thing to say is that there are options. You don't have to leave the dog outside. We had that misconception. We've said this before because, and I think I learned this from my grandparents. Hey, the dogs are fine. They're animals. They have fur. Their skin is thicker. They're going to be fine in cold weather. That's what we thought. And uh, based on kind of your education, I've learned that's not the case. Yeah. You know, you know, we talked about um, frostbite and that, that is definitely a, a potential possibility in you know on the ear tips tips of the tail especially on short-haired dogs um you know and and with the wind that that could make the wind chill even a lower temperature than that and you know uh, it can happen to their foot pads or toe pads so you know it's just it's just not the right environment to keep a pet outside for by any means you know my dogs i probably i'm sure i'll be cleaning up messes in the house because they'll go outside and see the ice or sleet and and they'll turn around and run back in as fast as they can so you know most pets don't like the cold weather you know after you got an arctic breed like a husky or a malamute or something you know yeah you know they probably enjoy being out there for a little while but again it's still too cold to stay out there continually unless they have a very well constructed shelter that's you know uh, some kind of heat source to it so um but let's you know like i said be kind and and keep them in your thoughts and, and do what's best for them. Think about your pets as we prepare for the winter weather impact and ice storm warning in effect. And if you're in the need for a spot to board your animal just for a couple of days, you can reach out to Dr. Kevin Reed and his team at vet care. Again, vet care.com on Facebook, go to vet care Jonesboro. They're also on Parker road, right next door to the radio station in Jonesboro. It is wet nose Wednesday with the man you need. Yay. Dr. Kevin Reed, he is man's best friend. He is our best friend, and he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the Morning Radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed, hey, stay safe, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Remember, don't eat yellow snow. Don't eat yellow snow. Great advice right there from Dr. Kevin Reed. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the Morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by somebody I think only showed up for donuts. You got that right. (laughs) (laughs) Lori Cartwright joins us this morning. Uh, As we prepare for ice, are you prepared to uh, 
Stay home for a couple of days with your million animals? I actually finished up everything last night, preparing all my animals. Do they all come inside your house? Negative. The pigs <laughs> and the chickens. And... No, I just, you know, loaded fresh straw, made sure I had plenty of food, put firewood on my porch, you know, got it all, got it covered. You're set. Hmm. Yeah. We're going to cross our fingers. It's nothing like 2009. Exactly. People are like, what if the power goes out? How are you going to eat? I'm like, I have a wood-burning stove. I know how to cook soup and make rotel. Okay. But have you gone to the store yet? She's no. got no, some so, chickens. Did you see that? But, She's over here but, saying she knows how to do it, but she but has, she doesn't I, have the food. I have a, goat no, milk, I chickens. Have, I don't need milk and bread. You know, oh. so I'm good there. You, I ha- I wine have, and beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good there too. I'll drink it hot, sit it outside for a little while, yeah. it'll cool off. <laughs> so uh thanks to the person who dropped off donuts, the bringer of the donuts. We yes, appreciate that. Thank you. Yes, I have half of one in my hand. Yeah. And I'm gonna finish it. No, then, not right now. No, not right now, right now. But, but then when I leave mind. here, I'm gonna take another one with me. <laughs> no, we did not approve that. When of have course. I asked your permission on anything? We didn't, we didn't approve that. But again, thanks to the bringer of the donuts yep. for hooking us up. All right. So Bridal Expo, the Northeast Arkansas Bridal Expo is happening on Sunday. It's the biggest bridal event of the year. Yes. All free. What's it looking like as as we kind of get set for Sunday? So I've been mapping it out. And every time I go into I'm mapping it out with pencil right now, because we have people adding on a daily basis. Oh, that's great. It looks amazing. Uh, one of the things I do like to start off with, it is sponsored by Jessica's Bridal Informal out of Bay. You know, we all look at her wedding gowns. I mean, even you, because you want to oh, try them on. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Think, look, I think they would look great on me. And we're yes. like, oh, they're so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Athletic fit. No, yeah, that's what I like is yeah. the athletic fit, mm-hmm. some of the little see-through windows. I like the see-through oh, windows. okay. Wait, the husky fit. No, we're not going to. Oh, no, was, was, that's an upsetting that's word an upsetting for him. Because okay. I was called a husky guy one time, oh, and she happened to be with me. I know. And I'm like, what does that mean? Which is why she's bringing it up. I had to explain up. it to him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it is sponsored by Jessica's Bridal Informal. When you walk in, that's what you're going to see is Jessica in the gowns, and then... Oh, my goodness. We like to say one-stop shopping, and we are not kidding this year. We have your – so bridal, we have the uh, tuxes, we have caterers, photographers, videographers, venues, yeah. everything you could want in this. Your DJs, uh, you know. Stuff I, you may not even think about that you need, that's and it's it. there. Fi- financial planning that's can it. help you. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, we need that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We are going to have one thing in there that's brand new, and I'm not going to tell you about it because when you walk in, you're going to be like, oh, oh, that's so cool. I know what she's talking about. You know what it is? Yeah, Kelly knows. Mm-hmm. It is going to be cool, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> I was talking to our friend, Dr. Dane Flippin mm-hmm. from Arkansas Progressive Medicine. They're going to be out there talking about yes, their new will. cryo skin and, and all that stuff. That's a big deal. Like yes. the slimming and, mm-hmm. and the stuff that they're doing right there. They can hook these things to your belly and and help you kill the fat cells. Yes. Not just shrink them, but kill them. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Yeah, so they're going to be out there. I know they're going to be a part of this. But the great thing about this is it's one of our best events that we do every year. Mm-hmm. It's in a beautiful venue. The Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center is the perfect spot for mm-hmm. this event. It, like you said, it's beautiful. You walk in and it's just like an awe moment yeah. because you, it is so gorgeous yeah. in there. So we love that. Uh, again, it's happening on Sunday, the first time we've ever done this on Sunday. So mm-hmm. if you're thinking about getting married, if you already have a you know your wedding kind of, uh, I guess, on the calendar and you're getting ready for that, how about after church, you get everybody together and you all come out to the Embassy Suites, where in the past, in years past, many years ago, this was an event, like a premium event where there was a fee to get in. There's now, no fee. It's our favorite awesome. word. Yeah. Free. 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 Donuts is our second favorite word. Yes. (laughs) So it's Sunday, the Northeast Arkansas Bridal Expo. What are the hours on Sunday? 11 to 4. So come on out. We want to see you. And if there is still somebody who maybe is hearing this for the first time and they're going, oh my gosh, my, my business targets people who are getting married. Is there anything left? Yes. I always save a couple of booths. I always save and... I will give up our booth if I have to. I even talked to somebody last night at seven o'clock and she's like, um, one booth isn't enough for me. Can I have more? Yes, you can. That's awesome. So the bridal expo happening on Sunday, the contact information. If you're looking for that, if you want to find out more, it's up on our website this morning. That's kfine.com. K F I N.com. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you go back and check out our podcast today, you'll hear 
Uh, the latest from our staff meteorologist, Sarah Tipton, what's happening with the weather, the impacts of ice. Uh, we talked to Sarah about that this morning. Also, Dr. Shane Spites, he was on this morning about COVID in Arkansas because guess what? Numbers have dropped significantly. But what does that mean? Does that mean we're done? What does that mean about the masks? Should there still be places that have mask mandates? Uh, Dr. Spites covers all of that today on the podcast. It is the Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, which is available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? The limited series. I know you're really excited about this. Pam and Tommy on Hulu. Oh, yeah. It stars Lily (laughs) James as Pamela Anderson and Sebastian Stan as Tommy Lee. It's the whole story of their stolen videotape that went viral on the Internet in 1997. I've heard of that, as yeah, a matter of fact. Yeah. I've heard of that. Chapter 6 of the Book of Boba Fett on Disney+, Plus, the 25th season premiere of South Park, Celebrity Big Brother, The Amazing Race, Good Sam, The Chase, and then on Stephen Colbert tonight, Tim McGraw. Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the Morning.